Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. We praise you, mighty Jesus. We praise you, mighty Yeshua, for your love and mercy that endure forever, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy because you are good and your love endure forever. We surrender all to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. Thank you, my sister, my brother. Amen. Welcome to the Lord Tower. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvi Sapara. Thank you, Lord. I believe we are going to have a, a, a good and great program. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I, I feel the midst of the two. Good and great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord showed me something awesome this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that I would like to share or last night this morning, from last night to this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We need the Lord, and we need him more than ever, my brother and sister. I don't know of anyone that can say that they don't need the Lord, because I believe we all do, my brother and sister. Amen. All right. Let's go into our Bible study, teaching, preaching tonight. We're going to have the mix of the two. It's going to be a message that is going to come with a teaching, my brother and my sister. I believe I should have done this teaching months ago, but I also believe it's all in God's timing. Nothing can be in our time. It has to be in His, because everything in His timing is perfect, my brother and my sister. God is always preparing us to bring us to the next level in Christ, in Him, for us to grow and mature and become more even firm in him, especially the bride of Christ that is coming to heaven soon, the bride of Christ that is about to disappear. We are being prepared for heaven. I don't know if you can feel it in your spirit, but I'm sure most of you are. God has been working in your life to prepare us to come to heaven. That's what the Lord has talked to me about the last few years in the beginning of this ministry, when he called me to this ministry to prepare us to come home in the wrath of the patch of his bride. And the preparation, I believe, has been awesome. We had our difficult time, yes, never to be ignored, but God has been preparing us. Shalom, Sister Wendy. Amen. God has been good to us, my brother and my sister. Amen. Um, I was I was thinking to name this message the hand of God because I saw the hand of God this morning. Amen. But as I went into the word of God, I was being led, hallelujah, to talk about false teaching, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. The 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 as the title of this message says Spirit of truth in the spirit of error, my brother and sister. I believe um, this message has been due. And this is why I say 
this is a message for the teaching because we need to go into the Word and study this. And the Bible says even test the Spirit. I believe after tonight teaching, you are going to be able to test the Spirit by the Word of God. My brother insisted on how to discern them, identify them through the Word of God. This is very important um, that we bring this. Uh, if you don't mind, sister, I can bring you after the first hour in. Shalom, Brother Miguel. I believe this teaching is going to help us um, to identify what is of God and what is not of God, discerned by the Word, through the Word of God. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. As I wanted, as I went and preached in Spanish an hour earlier, I wanted to talk about what Jesus showed me this morning. Oh, I didn't feel led to talk about it. I believe it's for this time. My brother and sister, amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good, and his love endures forever. We are all in the hand of God, and from there the enemy cannot steal us. My brother and sister, as long as we stay with God, walk with God, God will walk with us. Amen. As you seek him, God will seek you out too, my brother and sister. As you believe in God, God also believes in you. It's a mutual relationship we have to, with God through Christ that we must maintain. We must keep repenting daily, fasting at least one day a week, which we got a corporate fasting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which I always uh, encourage people to join us, my brother and my sister. Amen. So let's go into the Word of God. My brother and sister, later on I'll share my revelation. But I believe this, this, this message is so important, so, so important for the last days for our lives and the last day which we're in. First John, First John 4, that's where we're going to begin. And if we want to, Shalom Brother Strata, if you want to follow along with your Bible, that will be great. It's, it's good that you follow along with your Bible so you can have a biblical base especially on these topics when you talk about with someone and someone say, where is that in the Bible? You know exactly where it is. Amen. First John 4 says, and this is from the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, also, we're going to be going through the different Bible. Uh, BibleGateway.com gives us that ability for us to go through the different Bible and compare the word. It, it helps it help us so much, my brother and sister. Dear friend, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see if they are from God. Because many for prophets have gone out into the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Reveal this word to our Jesus. We pray that you enlighten us. We bind all hindering spirit from hell, from the air, from the earth, north to south, east to west, up and down. In Jesus' name, we bind them and we rebuke them in Jesus' name. Send billions and trillions of warriors, angels, archangels, and sheriffs to protect us and keep us, Lord. Clean out the air. In Jesus' name we pray. We believe, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray and pray our unbelief, Jesus. Forgive us. Cleanse it up from us. Cleanse our body, soul, and spirit from our unbelief. 
Let us walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, so important. Amen. Amen. So it says there in the common Bible to test the spirit. My brother, my sister. Here's another Bible translation. Dear friend, don't trust every spirit. Notice that in the last days it's about trusting. People trust the teacher, the preacher, the pastor, the leader. It's about trusting. Our regard, the only one that we should trust is Jesus. You'll see later. And I'll show you in the Word. Who should we trust? Only the Lord we should only trust. And I'll show you by the Word that the problem of trusting men is where people fall into false teaching. Trust in the Lord only. When you hear someone and God lets you know false teaching, then you can walk away. But if you have to pull, if you already have put your total trust in someone, that can be very dangerous. My brother insisted, I will never encourage you to trust me. I will always encourage you to trust the Lord with all in thy heart and do not lean on thy own understanding. Don't trust me. Don't trust any man. Don't trust yourself. Trust only Jesus. Remember that. Never I will tell you to trust me. Never I will tell you to trust any man. Never I will tell you to trust yourself. Trust Jesus. When you only trust Jesus, you will seek from Jesus the leading and the guidance. And because God trusts his Son and God trusts his Holy Spirit, when you seek leading, when you seek to know the truth, Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he will lead you to all truth. Okay? So when you trust God to lead you, he'll lead you to all truth of his Holy Spirit. And then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Dear friend, do not trust every spirit. On the contrary, test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because many for profit have gone into the world. Why do God tell us to not to trust every spirit? Because many for profit have gone into the world. Isn't that what Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 24? It's like a repetition of the warning of Jesus to us. It's just that when, when the apostle... Uh, John bring this teaching He went to Asia And he preached it in, in Greek Greek, not in Hebrew, Greek And then the translation from Greek Had to come out And it sounds a little bit different But it's still the same message That Jesus gave in Hebrew My brother and sisters Same message Because I know a lot of people wonder Why is it that the, the books of the disciple in the New Testament is different from the, from the letters of the disciple later on in a way. So it sounds different in a bit, but it's because one is Hebrew, the other is Greek, and of course you're going to uh, discern a different among them. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. So Jesus said in, in, in Hebrew, Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. That no man deceive you. It's the same message to John, because remember that John heard from Jesus himself. Now he's explaining it to people in Greek, 
And it's like you, if you know Spanish and English, and you're trying to translate the word, if I say it in Spanish, it's going to sound different a bit. But it's still the same message, my brother insisted. So take heed that no, that, uh, no man deceive you. And that take heed is be aware, okay? Be careful that no man deceive you, okay? Praise the Lord. Or watch out for. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. My brother insisted. Christ is God. When someone, when Jesus said that they will say, I am Christ, and will deceive many, it's like some people say, they, these are people that have a God complex, a God attitude, not a godly attitude. A God attitude. Well, they, they, as the serpent deceived Eve, you will be like God. Can you find the root of these people? The same root of the devil, pride. Wanting to be like God. That's the root of false prophet, false teacher. And this is what I want you to see. How do they deny Father in Jesus? That's what we're going to study tonight. What's the foundation they use? Wait until, you, wait, wait until I share with you the foundation. Amen. But it's a God, it's a God complex that they have, that the devil has, that he imparted into his own. The God complex of them wanting to be like God. He imparted in Eve and the garden in Adam. You will be like God. That is a God complex we're talking about. And that it, that's where the error comes because... If they have this God complex, they want to be like God so bad, as people say. If they want to be like God, then what's in their heart is going to come out corrupt evil. My brother and sisters, thank you, Lord. So Jesus talks about the God complex in them. I am Christ, they say, and so they see many. Because everything else, when they got this God complex in them, everything else that comes out of them, it's not of God, because remember, it is pride. The foundation of their teaching, of their life, of their heart like Cain, is pride, my brother and sisters. And that's the dangerous of it. Amen? When you have these people uh, behaving like devils. King James, beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirit, whether they are of God. Because many for profit have gone out into the world for that reason. Is that we need to test the spirit. And that's what we're learning tonight. I don't know if I can finish this tonight, but I'll begin it tonight. Because I believe it's very, very important. Thank you, Lord. Hereby, hereby know ye the spirit of God. And the other Bible says in this, and this is where I need to go back and forward. Okay? By this. You know and recognize the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for this Bible translation. By this, this, transla- this Bible translation says, you will know the Spirit, you will recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses, okay, that Jesus Christ had come in the flesh, amen, is from God. Hallelujah. So there has to be a confection. There has to be an acknowledgement. 
when someone say they are from God, my brother and sister, okay, there has to be a confession and there has to be an acknowledgement for the person. My brother and sister, okay, we talked about Perry Stone. And one of his teaching, I believe it was in Ohio, Indiana, Indiana. God sent one of his servants to confront him that he will not confess that Jesus came in the flesh as a man. And Perry Stone, when this man confronted him, refused to confess it, to say it. And then the pastor that was sitting around him begged him, asked him, please, Perry Stone, I know you for about 20 years, some of them say, over 30 years, okay? Can you please just tell these people that, yes, Jesus came in the flesh as a man? And he says, I'm not going to answer them what they want me to answer, because then they will have power over me. My brother and sister, people beg him to please just say it. All he has to was to say that Jesus came in the flesh as a man. But because God knows everyone and everything down here, he cannot say those words, my brother and sister, because that's what the Bible says. The Bible, remember, is the truth. Let no man deceive you. This is a word that you and I can use to test anything, every spirit or anyone. My brother and sister, especially in the Lord, be not afraid to say that Jesus came in the flesh as a man or to have someone else say it. And when someone else refuses to say it, what do you, what do you discern through the word? That this person, you have to stay away from it. I'm not telling you to go around judging people. That's not what I'm telling you to do. Because some people have understand it this way. That's not what I'm telling you to do. Go around judging people. It's that when someone refuses to confess Jesus, that he came in the flesh as a man, this is a person, you don't buy their books, you don't buy the CD or DVD, you don't buy the teaching online, you don't start a career with them, you don't work for them, you don't listen to them every day anymore. You stay away from them. Because now the Bible is telling you what's happening here. My brother and sister, that is so so dangerous that this warning of God believe it or not believe it or not okay and there you go believe it or not this warning of God has been ignored in the last day like people could not even imagine if you knew the percentage of people in the churches today that are ignoring this warning of God to us that every spirit let me keep reading. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. If he confesses he came in the flesh, it's of God. But he is the testing, the further, deeper testing, the second, the second step, the second level where God wants us to take this to. Don't stay at the first level and say, okay, the person said it's, it, you know, take it to the second level. Because you're going to have people um, try to trick you. And it, God said, take one step, take the second step, and then you know. Okay? Here, here's the second step. Verse 3 of 1 John 4. Every spirit 
that confesses not that Jesus had come in the flesh. This is the answer of Perry Stone. He refuses to confess that Jesus came in the flesh. But here's the answer he gave his millions of followers. His father was a preacher. His grandfather was a preacher. Okay? He comes from a preacher line. Silent to the tennis. And this is what people did. He answered what we want to hear. Everybody's applauding him. My brother says, at this time, everybody's applauding Perry Stone. Because he said that his father was a preacher. His grandfather was a preacher. He come from a preacher line. That's his answer to this question. When they ask him if he believed that Jesus Christ came in the flesh as a man, he gives you those answers. Everybody's clapping there, satisfied with what Perry Stone is saying. Over a month ago, he heard about me talking about this, supposedly about his ministry. He put an audio there about Elvis Zapata ministry, Pastor Elvis Zapata ministry online, he said. That are criticizing his ministry, that the people that be careful with my ministry, that were criticizing his ministry. A brother sent me the link of him talking about my ministry for me to hear what he has to say. And you know what? I didn't give it the, the five or ten minutes he gave to talk about my ministry, the Lord Tower. Okay? My brother insisted. Because it, it did not start with my ministry. It started with God sending someone. The Lord says to this brother, I am tired of him deceiving my children with his make, made up history. And I want to expose him. Go, my child. And Indiana and confronted him. But either Ohio or Indiana, I cannot remember exactly. But the video was online. And you know what he had uh, YouTube do? Remove the video. He even removed it from his own webpage. Because the, the video had brought him so much problem into his ministry. Supposedly. He had people calling him, asking him, can't you just say it live? Have it confess his life so people will leave you alone about this. He has refused. My brother and sister, then he's telling me, he's saying, he's talking about me and my ministry. That I talked about this because he wants to keep this all quiet. He doesn't want anyone to keep talking about this. Okay? He could have put this to sleep, as people say. If he, if he had just said, my brother insists that Jesus came in the flesh as a man. But since God exposes him, this is what they do. They justify themselves. We'll see that in the Bible. We'll, we'll put it together so you see. We got the verses. We'll read them. My brother and my sister. Shalom, brother Michael. Thank you, Lord. Again, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ had come in the flesh is not of God. Who says this? God. I'm believing God's word. And this, this is what I tell people. Do you believe God's word or do you believe what men say? Because there's millions of people standing on Perry Stone's testimony of his father and grandfather being preachers from generation. And that's it. Putting it to sleep right there. Okay? But that's not what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. And... And includes everyone here, you and I, everyone. We must confess this. 
okay? And the Bible says that every time we confess that Jesus is Lord for the glory of God. <laughs> so no matter what, it has to be done. But here's the problem. Again, it's talking about spirit, okay? People. Another translation says people, which to me was like, okay, wow, incredible, incredible. There we go. Every spirit, First John 4, 3, that confesses not, that confessing not is that refuse to confess, refuse to confess, won't confess. See, the word of God, my brother and sister, when we study it careful, teaches us how to discern someone. Whether it is, if, if it is of God, amen. All praise to the Lord. If it's not a God, we are boy, my brother and sister. Again, every spirit, or, or, or another modern translation to every spirit, everyone, everyone, every, it's everyone, okay? Confesses now that Jesus Christ that come in the flesh is not of God. Such is the spirit of the Antichrist. Whereby ye have heard, it shall come. Even now already, it's in the world. My brother and sister. This is why everything in the world, in our nations, is heading directly under the Babylonian system, the Antichrist system. My brother and sister. Because the spirit of the Antichrist has been in the world for a long time, working with people to get them there. To be marked on the right hand or on the forehead, to receive a mark, and this is why people find surprising how easily people can extend the right hand and receive the mark of the beast, being injected with the mark of the beast so easily. God showing people in dream how easily people just because they're being prepared, Shalom Sister Luna, for it. But God warned us. God warns us in His word. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and I overcome them, because great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you, Lord. You see, from the inner of you that is of God, you will refuse the Antichrist agenda. My brother, you'll refuse what the Antichrist has to offer. From the inner, from the inside of you. And that overcoming is having the Lord in you, the Holy Spirit in you. Imagine if someone don't have it and think that they can overcome. That's impossible. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It's like when I ask the Lord, how do I know when you come back, Lord, to take your people home that I will go with you? Jesus said, is my Holy Spirit still in you when I come back? You will come home with me, Jesus said. There we go. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in us, my brother and sister, to overcome the world. And the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5. They are, are the world. Therefore, they speak of the world. And the world hear them. Notice the communication they have with the world. The relationship they have with the world. That we don't have, they have it, but we don't have it. Our relationship is with God, our Lord, our Savior. 
their relationship is with the world, the Antichrist, everything he has to offer, the Babylonian system, the right hand by scene, right, right hand RFID. That's what that relationship is standing. We reject those things because our relationship is with God. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Verse 8, we are of God. And he that knoweth God, hear us. My brothers, and he that is not of, of God, hear us not. Us. Whereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And this is how I know when the Lord sends someone here to listen to the program, this is how I know who is of God. The Lord said it this way to me. Anyone I send to you, help them. And that's what I do. Because when he sends someone, I know he's sending them. But when someone comes arguing right away, that's where I'm careful right away. Because everything that who, anyone who is of God will hear us, Jesus says. We are of God. He that knoweth God, hear us. And this is how we know if someone knows God, if they hear what you have to say. But if they're not willing to remember, they're not. And this is not going around judging people. This is discernment through the word of God. Knowing what it is and, not, and what it is not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. See, this is how you test the spirit. Are they willing to listen to you or they're not willing to listen to you? You see? Simple. It's not complicated. My brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. Awesome God we serve. Brother and beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Everyone that love is born of God and know it's God. You know how you can prove you love one another? When you pray for one another. If I pray for you, it's because I truly care for you. I truly love you. My brother and sister. You pray to Jesus because you love him. See, in your relationship with God, why do you pray every day? Why do you repent every day? Because you know you sin, you love God, and you want to keep your relationship with him. Why do you pray for your brother and sister? Because you love them. If you don't pray for them, you're not showing God that you love them. See, God, the Bible says not to love by word, by, by action. The action you take to pray for your brother and sister is why you show God how much you love them. If you truly pray for them, my brother and sister, that's the only way we can show God. Not by you saying to God in your prayer time, God, oh, how much do I love my brother and sister. And God's looking at you, oh, you hypocrite. You say you love them, but you don't pray for them. Where's your prayer for your brother? Where's your prayer for your sister? You see, God don't want us just to love by word, by, by action, my brother and sister. And that's just part, because to God, prayer is more important than, as the Lord says to my, my aunt in heaven, you people think that the, the best thing you can do for people down on earth is to feed them, to clothe them, you know, to be being there for them. That's not the best thing you can do for them. You know what's the best thing you can do for someone on earth? Is to pray for them. When you pray for them, you invite my Father into their lives. And with God, 
everything is possible, my teaching said, Jesus said to her. That's not my word said that, with God, everything is possible. When you invite my father into the life, you make everything possible for them. When my father comes to the life, when you pray for them, my father comes in, and whatever they need, whatever is, is, is holding back their life, God provides it for them. Whoa, my aunt was like, my brother and sister, Jesus, Jesus was teaching this to her in heaven. Because, see, the, what the organization do down here? Oh, let's collect money to feed the poor. And under that title of feeding the poor, they, they take 97% of the money into their pocket and 3% goes to the poor. They become very wealthy billionaire themselves while the poor is lacking everything. It doesn't work. The way men for thousands of years have been doing things, it doesn't work. Because why is there still so many people going hungry? Why is there still so many people naked and people still wondering where God is? They want to be into people's life. But no, you want God to be in their life. God can heal them. God can supply the need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God can open the door for them. God can do everything they need. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Praise to God. I heard a testimony years ago of a sister from Central America. She wanted to go study in one of the great universities. She told her father, who was a great man of God, a prayer warrior, and said, Dad, I want to go into this university. I believe she wanted to become a doctor to help people, help the poor, because she saw a lot of people not being helped by doctors. Doctors just want money, 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 not really help from their heart. And she noticed she was good at medicine. She told her father, Father, I believe God has put in this in my heart, and I need you to pray because I don't have the money to pay for, for, for university, for college. I don't have the money. I don't have the funding. I need a miracle from God for me to be able to do this. The university was in the city. She would have to go there and stay there. She would have to apply. She would have to provide the money. And the father says, my daughter, our God is going to supply. If God is putting that in your heart, I'm going to go and pray for you every single morning in my prayer time. I'm going to pray that God will supply what you need that you'll be able to pay for university and graduate and become a doctor. She says she, she went on apply. She got approved, and she went. Her father was in prayer for her for hours every single morning. She was able to graduate and finish as a doctor without owing no money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars it cost her. God did a miracle. God provided every single cent for her to pay for the book, for the university, for her to be in there, for her food and everything she would need, her clothing and everything. While her father was on his knees every single morning, crying out to God to supply everything his daughter would need. She was able to come back home, graduated as a doctor, finish a career, my brother and sister to be able to help out people. But it was her father on her knees praying for her for hours every single morning. 
she testified and said that everything that happens to her was a miracle from God. The fun came as a miracle from God because her father was on his knees every morning praying for her and say, trust God, he will supply what you need, my daughter. He will. He will, and he did. He did. That kind of faith is so needed today, my brother insisted. It's a kind of faith where God provides. You don't know how he does. He just does. You believe him, and he provides for you able to do these things that are so costly, over 400 and something thousands of dollars cost her to graduate as a doctor, to finish a career. And she, and she doesn't know where all that money came from, but the money came in because God provided the money through different way, organization and people. My brother and sister that sent in the donation. Hallelujah. God would touch them, God would lead them, and the money came in, donated. My brother and sister, a miracle from the Almighty. Those miracles need someone to go on their knees in prayer and ask God for them. My brother insisted for him to provide these things. Thank you, Lord. Brother Benjamin was telling me a couple of years ago, before I moved here to Asheville again, Brother Elvie, I, I, I want an RV. And the one I checked, he says to me, it was over $54,000. He was telling me the reason for it. And he says, I'm going to pray for it. And I said to him, we were sitting in my house. Okay, Brother Ben, we'll pray together. We'll pray. Thank you, Lord. I don't know how many days he prayed. Two years later, God provided more than the $54,000. My brother and sister. And Brother Ben was asking me the other day, I don't know what I'm going to do with this money because, you know, he likes to plan things. And I said, Brother Ben, do you remember over two years ago when you said to me that you wanted this RV and that it will cost you over $54,000? Remember that when we ask God for something, God doesn't forget. We do. We forget. God doesn't forget. They are recorded up in his book. My brother and sister, everything we ask for and we pray is being recorded by an angel. He has a large pen. He has a large notebook. And this angel records everything every day of my life, your life. Everything is recorded in a book in heaven. In case you forget, you can find that in the Word of God. The books were open, the Bible says, in case you're wondering. And there was also the book of life. Additional from the book of life, there are books of recording in heaven. One is about your life and my life, my brother and sister. When you ask God for something and you are in prayer, the angel is writing. He's asking for this money for an RV because he said he wants to have that ability to move here and move there and help the people of God. God hears those prayers. And God provides according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. My brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. And this is what God goes through. 
make the miracle come to pass in your life, my life, especially when you endure and you persevere as a Christian. A lot of people, they gave up. Someone said that uh, God, the Lord showed her years ago that a lot of Christians, when they began to pray for something, a lot of people, and I apologize always using the word Christian, but I, I'm talking about sometime in general. A lot of people who go to church, sometimes the Lord showed their sister, when they're asking God for something, and sometimes they spend a year or two, they end up giving up right before they get an answer. Let's say God's going to give them an answer on Wednesday. By Monday, they're giving up. Oh, no, that's it. That's it. I'm not praying anymore. I'm not fasting anymore. They say, because I've been asking God for so long, and nothing happens. And the Lord was showing her how many people had given up, and she kept seeing people after people after people, giving up before God answered them. The promise are in his timing. Not our timing, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They began to ask God for finance, for God to open the door for a good job. I remember when God had me do temporary jobs. And one day I was like, Lord, I've already done like four temporary jobs. I want to have a permanent job. And God had a permanent job for me. It was just not in my timing. And he wanted me to learn to trust him. You know when God wants you to learn to trust him? When you haven't received yet the promise. Brother Elvie, come on. Give me a Bible verse for that. God called Abraham to go unto a land, to leave his land, to come off from the land of the Chaldeans. And to a land that he was showed him. He had not even shown Abraham the land. And he's asking Abraham to trust him. My brother and sister. He identified to Abraham the almighty. Imagine God says he's the almighty to Abraham. At that very moment Abraham understood. He can make all things possible. And I know that if I trust in him. He will provide my brother insisted. But because God says to Abraham, a land that I will show you, Abraham knew that he now needed to trust in him, which is walking by faith. Walking by faith is God asking you, trust me, my son. Trust me, my daughter. That's God asking you to walk by faith, to trust him. My brother insisted. That not to lean on your own understanding, but trust him. That he's going to provide it at the right time, at the right moment. Thank you, Lord. And Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto justice. Justice? Yeah, justice. Because God runs his kingdom with justice. My brothers, everything is determined by justice. You know when judgment is going to come on the earth? When God, justice is executed. My brother and sister, the right justice comes. My brother and sister, I was surprised a few years ago when the Lord took me to this place down below where Satan has all the trophy, mobile homes, homes, 
nice car, beautiful motorcycle, RVs. I mean, I was walking there, and I saw all these endless things. And the Lord was letting me know, all these things that the devil stolen from my children. I was shocked. How can the devil steal these things from God's children and get away with it? And as my brother insisted, when we don't walk by faith, when we, everything we do is by sight, by sight it doesn't please God. Because he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that daily seek him. It's by faith. The apostle says that we walk by faith, not by sight. They understood that when you walk by faith, it's with the hand of God goes to work in your behalf. But the open door comes by faith. The mountains move from one place to another. It doesn't matter how hard the problem is. When you walk by faith, that's when they happen. Because with God, all things are possible. And it's God asking you and I, little ones, trust me. Trust me. And we say, yes. That's what Abraham said. Yes, I will trust you. And decided to pack up. And told his wife, pack up. Told his wife, pack up. Let's move. By faith, he trusted the Lord. My brother insisted. And he began to see mighty things that he did not know of that God could do. He became to he overcame other nations with a few fl- slaves that he owned. He overcame a nations that had armies, powerful army men. Many other kings were only a few men because the Lord was in front of him. And the Lord fought for Abraham, my brother insisted. It doesn't matter how great they are. Greater are they that are with us than them that are with them, Elisha said to his servant. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8. He that loves not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Thank you, Lord. And this is what we know. When we practice love, we know God. What do you love to do? Who do you love to see close to God? Who, will you, who do you love to see him save? If you want to see many save souls, hallelujah. If you want to see many save souls, you have to pray for them first. Because you love them. You will pray for them. If you don't pray for people to be saved, you don't love them. Even if you don't pray for your nation to be saved, you don't love them. See, God will test us by our action, not just by our word. My brother insisted. What did God say to me to pray for Donald Trump? Whether I agree that he's going to be the next president or not, or that he should be the right man for the office, the Lord says to me to pray for them. My brother insisted. God will ask you to do something even different from your own opinion because it's not about us. It's about Jesus, my brother and sister. Verse 9, and this was manifested, the love of God toward us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Look how merciful God is, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. God knew that they were, the Jewish people would, would reject Jesus, the rabbi, the people that called themselves the people of God. 
but he undermined their rejection in order for him to save anyone that will come to him through Christ. Father had to make a decision in heaven. And this was not a simple decision. Jesus is sitting on his right hand, his only begotten son that he loves so much. And Father, as we say down here, with the heart in his hand, has to decide to sacrifice his son to save humanity. That is not an easy decision. Any father who has a son that he loves much would not be willing to do this. But God is love, pure love, and Father loved man that he created in his image, in his likeness. With the mistake that Adam and Eve made in the garden, God has to make a decision. The Lord explained to our sister in heaven the other day that we were made in the image of God and that a lot of us don't understand the image of God. And the Lord explained it to her this way. He took it to heaven and, and said to her, My daughter, look in that mirror. What do you see? And she said, Lord, I see myself in that mirror. And the Lord said, No, that image you see is me. Huh? Lord, but I see myself. No, that's my image. You were created in my image. She was like, every single human being that I created, when they look themselves in the mirror, they don't see themselves. What they see is my image. It's me. She was stunned in heaven by this revelation. How can the person in the mirror that I see is not me? She, she was thinking. And he said, that's not my word said that you were created in my image. When you look in the mirror, that is mine, 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 mine. My word says mine. It doesn't say yours. It says mine. She was stunned by now. What's my word said? Mine, right? Not yours. What do we think? That's me. God says no. His. She was stunned. Lord. It is true. It says it's your image. But what do we say? It's mine. Pride. God help us. <laughs> this is why he says you don't have the right to kill. See that image just look in the mirror? You don't have the right to kill that. It's mine. You people think that you can go ahead and kill one another? Kill that my image that you see? That's mine. My word says my image. She was, Lord, you don't have the right to kill yourself because it's not you. Your image, his. You don't have the right to kill anybody else because it's his image, not yours. She was stunned in heaven. The Lord's playing this for her. What's well, my word says? In the image of God, you created. <laughs> oh, my Lord. When we see the Lord in heaven, his revelation is going to stun us. You're going to have to lay down and say, Lord, let me say for this, Lord. Hold on, Lord. Let me say. And it's in God's word. It's in Genesis. But you're going to have to say, 
when Jesus explained the Bible to you. Because now down here can explain it like him. The Lord tells me things sometimes that I cannot even say it on the Lord Jawah. They're so mighty and so powerful. I love it when he speaks to my spirit sometimes. But there are things he tells me that I want to say and I can. I can. I don't have the word. I just can. This morning, for two nights prior, I said, Lord, will you take me into heaven? He said, yes. Again, I'm praying overnight with him. He said, yes. But this last time, it was like, what a smile, he said it. Smile, Jesus loves you. He smiled. I was wondering what he was going to show me. He showed me my son and I in his hand. My brother and sister. I was in, I was in the Lord's hand with my children. I can see us there. And the Lord says to me, can anyone take you, any of you, from my hand? You are in my hand. And I was in that hand completely at peace and complete protection in heaven, in the Lord's hand. Can anyone take you out of my hand, he said. Can anyone harm you in my hand? I am protecting you because you are in my hand secure, he says. And no one can take you out of my hand. I was in the Lord's hand in tremendous power and presence of God. Such a powerful cloud of presence of God. Strong enough to drop to the floor. Full of joy and peace. Untold, unheard. In the Lord's hand. Bible insisted. As Jesus was speaking to me. I had asked the Lord, Lord, I need you to speak to me, Lord. <laughs> he wanted to speak to me. But the revelation was so powerful. Thank you, Lord. Only only things like this I can tell you. There are other things I can tell you that he has told me, but I cannot. They're too powerful. They're too glorious. I don't have the word to describe them to you. When you come to heaven, don't, don't mind saying, Lord, let me sit down for this. Lord, let me lay back for this because this is too powerful. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God we serve. He treats us like little children because we know little. Some of us think that we know much and we don't know much. The revelation comes like candy to a baby. When you go to the store and you buy a candy for your son's daughter that are three and four, that's how God treats us. I think we're like maybe eight or nine months to him. And we're, I'm 50 now. He treated us like an eight, nine-month baby because that's where we are with him, just beginning to learn about God. Imagine an eternity beginning to know about him. Remember when Richard asked the angel, how long have you been reading a book? God wrote a book, a library in heaven with the knowledge of God in it. The library is full of books. Some books are 5,000 pounds heavy and over six feet tall. One man was in the second page. He's been reading it for over 2,000 years. Oh, my Lord, help us. Help us, O oh Lord. 
my brother and sister, an angel, he came from an eternity with God. He asked him, how long have you been? He says, he's been learning about God. And he has the angel, like, like, what, if he's been learning? How long have you been learning? I believe it was 750 million years or billions. I can't remember. And so where are you, he says. Oh, I'm just beginning to learn about God. Oh, oh, oh. oh my Lord. Oh, my God. Babylon was 750 billion years, and he is just beginning in that eternity with God. Can you imagine where we are? Go back. Go back to 750 billion years. We're, we're still in diapers with God. We're still in diapers, my brother and sister. In case you're wondering where you are, we're still in diapers. God is still changing our diapers every day. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Verse 10. Here is its love. That, that, uh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Some people are going to love the diaper teaching. Brother Elvie, we're in diapers. Oh, man. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Teach us, Lord. Teach us. Teach us. Teach us. Verse 10. Here's what love is. Not that we, that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son Hallelujah. To be, uh, what is the word? Thank you, Lord. Like a sacrifice for us. So that's, thank you, Jesus. That's where we are. That we are loved by God. So remember that when you think you're so great in him, you're still in diapers. In his learning, in his teaching. One day we're not going to wear diapers anymore. But that might be in heaven. Thank you, Lord. God is still changing our diapers every day. Verse 11. Beloved friends, if this is how God loves us, we like, like wise out to love one another. God proved his love to us by sending his son to die for us on the cross. My brother and sister, notice how we began with teaching about false discerning the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Because what the devil is trying to do, keep us from growing and receiving and practicing the love of God through error. My brothers and sisters, if he can do that, we won't grow in love. We won't receive his love that he has for us. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God if we love one another, God remains united with us, and our love for him has been brought to a goal in us. What is the goal? His love. For us to grow in his love. Facing to get, it, to get into heaven, but we must get there with the love of God in our heart and our lives. Practicing his love will for sure get us there. But we must practice his love. Thank you, Lord. In heaven, there's no, competi- there's no competition who knows more. 
Who knows greater? It's just everyone sharing the love of God and growing it. And the love of God, knowing about God and his love. That's what heaven is about, his knowledge. But you cannot separate his knowledge, his faith, from his love. Because it's all in one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. Our people separate the Holy Spirit from Jesus, Jesus from the Father. When all three, the Bible says they're one. My brother and sister, some people offend God, three-headed God. That's an offense because that's not how he identifies himself. He identifies himself in the person of the Father, in the person of the Son, and in the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's what the union and communion is with God, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Here how we know that we remain united with him. He was with us. He with us. He has given to us from his own spirit. Is there anything God has kept from you and I? And the question is no. Imagine you go into heaven in the rapture of the pastor, and you're telling God, God, I feel that there were many things you kept from me when I was on the earth. God, I was so frustrated. It was so difficult. The devil throws so many things against me, and I feel like you kept things from me, God. Father will say, come here, my child. Sit in my lap. Here are two things more important to me. My son and my spirit. These are the two things most important to me, God will tell you. And you'll be like, that I kept those things from you. What is your answer? When Father said, my son, my daughter, that I kept the two things most important to me, my son and my spirit. Tell me if I did. Tell me if I did. What will you have to say to God? My brother and sister. But God, I meant, you know, a better house, a better... No, listen, my child. What did my son tell you when he was on the earth? Seek the kingdom of heaven first, and every other thing will be added unto you. Did not my son say those words? Oh, yes, Father, he did. Me in your life, my son in your life, my spirit in your life, it's the most important things you can ever have for all eternity. Isn't that true, my daughter? Isn't that true, my son? They say, yes, Father. That any material things from your world can help you in your eternity, on your way to eternity? Well, of course not, Father. So I gave you the things that will help you, the more valuable things I value. To me, my son and my spirit are the more valuable things you ever need. I gave you for all eternity the most valuable things that you will ever need, my son and my spirit. Thank you, Lord. How many of us spend days and hours, days fasting, to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I know people that fast for days for another house, another car, this and that. I don't remember someone writing to me, Brother Elby, I am fasting just to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Brother Miguel, I remember. I believe so, the, good, the gift of the Spirit. But fasting for the spirit to be filled, like the church in the book of Acts. 
my brother and sister, you may think that that's a simple fasting and prayer to do. That is part of our inheritance. It's actually one of the most important things that you and I can do. Lord, teach us your ways. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. I told you, every time I was brought to heaven and I had an encounter with Jesus, I, it was like I was being born again for the first time. What he had taught me impressed me so much that every time I met with Jesus, like this morning, I believe I was being born again. My brother and sister, he is just so incredible. His love, grace, his mercy is so awesome. He never reminds us of our mistake. This morning, he didn't talk to me about my mistake. My brother and sister, he talked to me how he's keeping me and my family. And he's saying, protected, secure, that no one can harm us against him. My brother and my sister, he is so awesome and so great. He didn't mention not one thing about my mistake. My brother and sister. Or if, oh, the other day you brought this teaching, I didn't like it, I'm going to have to rebuke you for this. Usually if I say anything, he'll let me know right away. Nope, and I repent. Oh, I repent after, but I repent. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Remember when I said, I don't want to play other people's prophecies. And I should stay with that word. I like to listen to Sister Barbara and Brother Dan because Jesus showed them to me in heaven, and I know they're of God. After that, I have to be careful who I bring to the Lord's hour. And it's not not saying that everyone up there is not of God. No, please don't misunderstand. I don't like it when people come here and say, Brother Obi, who did the Lord tell you is not of God? And they go right to that other person and say, Brother Elvis said, you're not of God. And they want to bring crow among the brother. No, that is not why. <clears throat> when the Lord tells us something, when he reveals us something, is to help us not to bring fighting, arguing among us. No, my brother and sister, it's not of God. Verse 14, moreover. We have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son and delivered us the world. Notice how God delivered the world from going straight to hell in a hell basket by having his Son die on the cross. My brother insisted. One day the Lord wanted to show me what is it when the world is, is walking without God. Jesus took me out in the Spirit and I saw a multitude of millions of people. This is when he was calling me into this ministry. They were walking and walking. And I can see them walking. Why is the way that leads into destruction? At the end of that way, he showed me, it was hell. It was like falling down a mountain and falling into the hellfire is what I was seeing. And... At that very moment, I was, I was so impacting to me that when I see these people walking and they were close to, to dying, to falling into hell, I wanted to run in front of them and say, hey, 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 stop, stop. Don't you see the danger right there? Don't you see that if you keep going the way you're going, you're going to end up in hell? 
but I noticed that no one was listening to me. And they just kept going the way they were going. So what the Lord was saying to me is, I am calling you to preach my word, my revelation, so they don't end up in hell. That's when I understood the calling of the Lord. Because there are people that in the way they're going, if they don't hear the truth from God, they're going to end up in hell, my brother insisted. And hell is enlarging itself every day. Of so many people that have fallen there. I shared in Spanish early how my brother Emil, the Lord sent me to speak to him. And I was telling him to seek the Lord. And he didn't want to hear what I had to say. A month and a half later, he got into a truck accident that destroyed half of his body down. Destroyed his leg. He died almost instantly. By the time the ambulance got there, he was dead. The Lord bring me down to hell. Speak with him. And the moment my brother Emil saw me, my friend Elvie, he says, help me, help me. But the Lord sent me to help him before he ended up in hell. But now in hell, he wanted me to help him. I tried to help him when he was still alive, but he was not willing to listen. Now in hell, he is very sorry. Very, very sorry. Now in hell, he acknowledged that he had made a great mistake not to listen to what I had to say. Bible interested. But you know what? Now it's too late. I could not help him now. Even if I would preach to him in hell, how can that get him out? How can that help him? It won't. Now it was too late. He knew that I can help him. But now he wanted the help in hell because he knew now there was no other way. The only way to save humanity, Father has sent them to die on the cross, and in his son, Jesus. He is the way, the true, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. My brother and sister, verse 15. If someone acknowledged that Yeshua is the Son of God, God remained united with him, and he was God. Also, we have come to know the truth, the love that God has for us, God is love. Those who remain in his love remain united with God, and God remains united with them. I noticed something when Jesus talking to me this morning in heaven and explaining to me how we are protected in his hand. Such a giant hand that Jesus has that every single person of his, the church, are in his hand. He has the whole world in his hand. He has the whole wide world in his hand. He's keeping us secure in his hand. And we cannot be taken away from his hand. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. I was saying to Sister Luna how the Lord showed me her, coming her with the church. My brother and sister, please, please keep Sister Luna in prayer. I saw her. In heaven the other day, when the Lord took me, and she was telling me how great and awesome heaven is. He said, just like you said, Brother Elvie and the Lord Jawa. It was my dear sister Luna there. And I was thinking, I don't know, but the Lord loves sister Luna very much. I seen her twice. I saw my sister as one of the army of Jesus. 
at the end of the seven-year Great Tribulation, when the church came back, she had an army uh, garment as a soldier for Christ. I know she was a soldier for the U.S. Army. Now she's a soldier for Jesus. And the Lord had chosen her, elected, selected her, my brother insisted. And the Lord Jesus wants to bring them home. We need to pray for her and help her, my brother and sister. Please keep her, Sister Luna, in your prayer. Thank you, Lord. It's a struggle for her. She's the only one Christian in her family. And it's very difficult when it's like that. Because you want to sit down with someone and talk about the Bible. It's hard to have a friend that you can talk to every day about Jesus. If you don't have someone there, it makes it very difficult. My brother and sister, she is very difficult for her. Very, very difficult. But with God, all things are possible. And the Lord has shown me that she, he has chosen her. He has selected her. It doesn't matter what the enemy has raised against her. God is for her, and God is for her. And God's going to help her to the struggle, my brother and sister. But we, she has brothers and sisters in us. We need to keep her in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And everybody else is saying here. No one is better than nobody. Keep our sister Regina in prayer. She has her own struggle also. I believe she's the only Christian in her family. She needs our prayer daily. My brother Michael. Keep our brother Michael also in prayer. Sister Wendy. Hello, brother Miguel. Sister Rietta. Or at least keep all my brothers and the Lord's servant. Thank you, Lord. Let's stay in prayer for one another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My brother insisted. And we have many other brothers from Benjamin. Brother Benjamin, keep them in prayer also. Our brother Tony. Not my brother Tony is listening. My brother Will, who was just also in. Keep our brother Will in prayer. Our brother Tony, please keep him in prayer. There's so many brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And the Lord. Brother Robert Chepis, his mom passed away last week, and he, his mom was like his best friend, he says to me. And it was so difficult for him to let go of his mom. But the Lord, I was in prayer with the Lord, and I was waiting on the Lord, but the Lord says to me that she is with him, my brother and sister. She, he used to listen to the Lord Tower, or he would listen to the Lord Tower with his mom there, too. A sister in Christ. She received the Lord. She confessed the Lord before she went home. She is with Jesus. My brother, it's the second confirmation he received from another minister in me. She is with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our sister Tani, keep also in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. He's happy that she's with the Lord forever, he says. Thank you, Brother Harry, for confirming this, that his mom is in heaven. Hallelujah to the King of King and Lord of Lord, he says. Hallelujah. I've been praying for him because I know this was very difficult for him. He's a dear brother in the Lord. I know he always prayed for me in my ministry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's always been there for us. Thank you, Lord. And... You know, I have so many brothers in the Lord, my brother Michael. I know my brother and sister pray for me. I know they do. 
I know they pray faithfully. Sister, Colleen, so many of my brothers and sisters pray for us. And my brother Vardy, his wife, Brenda, they pray for us. So many of my brothers and sisters from the different country, different states, they keep us in prayer. We stay in prayer for one another. This race is about to be in over. We are about to meeting in heaven very soon. Let's finish our race in the Lord, my brother and sister. Let's stay focused on Jesus no matter what. That's why I say, don't focus on me, don't focus on any man. Focus only on Jesus. Listen to the Lord. Build on your relationship with him. Pray to him. Ask him for help. Ask him for help. Let the Lord know your pain and your struggle. Before you tell anyone, make sure you tell Jesus first. He wants to hear hear from you. Not only that, he can heal you. My brother and sister, the Lord can heal you. Uh, the other day, last week, I almost went and got glasses because I noticed I was not reading the same. I made an appointment with a doctor for, for my eyes, did a test, and like, okay, I'm about to go through all this process for getting glasses, my brother and sister. But in the whole process, it was like the Lord was waiting for me to come to him, and I did. Share with Brother Ben, said, well, pray for your eyes, Brother Elvie. Amen. Thank you. And in prayer with the Lord, agreement with Brother Ben, my friends, three days afterward in prayer, I felt the power of God going through me. And I felt it that it's like he took my vision and increased it in such a way that when I started looking at the things that I could not see well anymore, I started seeing them clear again. And I was like, wow, my brothers and sisters, once again, God is showing me his power, his might, that he is still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Almighty. And that all we need to do is ask. I said, Lord, will you improve my eyes? Will you help me to see better again? My brothers and sisters, and he just started working in me, in my eyes, and me, my brother and sister, and he just started improving my eyes, and better, and better. Now I'm seeing size 9 and 10 of letters, that I was, I started to see them blurry or fade away, they were fading away, I can hardly see them anymore, now I can, I can see it in the screen clear, I can read them, praise you Lord, oh, glory to Jesus. He's still doing miracles. He's still in the business of miracles. He has not quit that job yet. And I don't think he ever will because he's God Almighty. And he wants us to learn to depend on him. See, like you, just because we're, we prophesy, just because God takes me to heaven and all that, my brother and sister, we can never forget that we're still in this body and we're still human and that we're going to go ahead and make mistakes. My brother and sister, but God wants us to remember who died for us on the cross, his son, and that at any moment, we can always ask him for help. And just ask him for help with faith. I began to repent my pride down unbelief. I noticed something. It's like, 
when was the last time I said that I that I repented pride down and unbelief? I was thinking of this. And asked the Lord to, to heal me. Thank you, Lord. And it was like the Lord reminded me that if we left doubt set in the place, put a share and set in the place of faith, what you're going to have sitting in your mind, in your life, will be doubt and unbelief. But if you repent that and you take that share and throw it away and put a share for faith in your life, and your mind and your heart, the king of your of you will be Jesus. Hallelujah. And any moment you ask with faith, and you will receive. The moment I began to ask the Lord, I began to repent, pride down, and unbelief, and ask him to increase my faith. My brother insisted. Some people will say, but you've been doing that for so many years, brother Elvis. Hallelujah. It's like telling that angel, who's been reading God's books for 750 billion years, that he's been reading it too much. He'll tell you on the patient he's in. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen, Rob. My brother insisted, we are a, a body in Christ, members of Christ's bodies. If we stay in prayer for one another, God is going to do miracle among us. Because you know what? Some are somewhere further in God than other people. I remember the revelation God showed this person. He showed them the body of Christ. There were people closer with, with God than other people, but other people were on the way there. Some were farther behind and some were closer. Remember the revelation he gave me in heaven? In the race, some were behind. And a few brothers and I, Let's go back and help those people back then. And when we were going back, there was Jesus standing there. And the Lord looked at me and smiled and said, yes, my son, help them. He says to us, Jesus loves when we help one another because he knows our struggle. He knows how difficult it is. The Lord looked at me, and you know what he says to me? Unexpected words. That when he said those words to you, you will have no word to say back to him. He looked at me and said, thank you, my son. Huh? He was thanking me. God was thanking me. What do you mean you're thanking me? I should be thanking you always for your love and mercy. He was thanking me. My brother insisted. I had no word to say back to him. How can God Almighty be thanking his creation? I should always be on my knees thanking him every day. Now he's thanking me because he's the one worth it to be in praise. He is the one who went to the cross for everyone. But he loves when we help one another. When we don't judge our brother or sister. When someone says to me, Brother Ellie, I'm still struggling with cigarette. I don't sit there and judge them. You know, I'm still struggling with this. I don't sit there and judge them. I say, I'll be praying for you. And then we go into prayer and pray and say, Lord, help my brother with this struggle. Help my sister with this struggle, Lord. Please, Lord, help them. Help them to overcome this. That's what he wants us to do. That's a true brother. 
That's a true sister. That's where we can prove our love to God, that we truly love one another when we pray for one another. But if you go around judging people and you don't pray for them, for God to help them, you're not becoming a good brother. You're not being, you're not behaving like a son of God. My brother and sister, you're doing what the devil wants everyone to do. Judge one another. Look at the speck in people's eyes and say, oh, look what, look what you're doing. Look what, no, that's not of God. How can we be a good servant to the Lord if we go around judging each other? That's not what he wants from us. He wants us helping one another. And yes, sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it's difficult. Look at Job's wife. She got to the point where she could not take it anymore. But Job was stronger in the Lord. And he remained steadfast to God, fasting and prayer, no matter what. And that's what we need to do. Learn of Job. Learn of Jesus, who is humble and meek of heart. And we will find peace for our soul. I hear sometimes people worry. When you worry, you sin. If you truly trust in the Lord, you won't worry. You are focused on him to help you with everything. It's hard. Who said it was easy? You think it was easy for Jesus to have a cross on his back and die for all these people? It's not easy. He says, Father, if thy will, pass this cup from me. But then he says, Father, not my will. Be done but thy will. We all struggle. He knows it. He knows it. My brother insisted. He knows it. You know how he showed that he knows our struggle? When he told Peter that before the rooster will crawl three times, will crawl, he will deny him three times, is what he said. Peter was all confidence. Lord, I'm willing to die for you. He was so confident in the flesh. This is why we got to be careful with the flesh. Because sometimes our confidence may not be of God, may be of the flesh. And then the very thing we say we're not going to do is the very thing we end up doing. Here's one thing. Some people say, if I don't go home in the rapture, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what you need to do? Say, even if I don't go home in the rapture, I will still not deny you, Lord. I will still continue to trust you and seek you. Now, it's not the will of God that anyone perish. But not, not because people stay in the great tribulation, they're going to perish. No. They're still God's children. Those that are, that are denied themselves, not completely, but are still struggling. The Lord showed me warriors in the great tribulation. The Lord wanted me to meet this brother I share. He took me. It was about four years into the great tribulation. This brother came for me. United States looked like a zombie land. There was zombie walking everywhere. I don't know what happened to the beast and werewolf by this time. But this man had this Chevrolet car, big car. My brother insisted. And he came to pick me up. And he came, he was riding the car, driving the car through zombie. They were, he will, because they will get on his way on, on, the, on the road. 
And when he got to me, he said, Brother Lovey, get on the card. The Lord just brought me there. Like, huh? I don't, I don't know. Come with me, Brother Lovey. I'm here to pick you up. I guess the Lord had told him to pick me up because it was the only way for him to know. I got in the car with him, and we get, we went to this meeting. I'm glad you're here, Brother Elvie. You're coming with me to this meeting, he says. Our Bible study meeting. Huh? And I'm looking at him, and I'm looking around like we're in the Great Tribulation. I can see the zombie walking. Pure, dead body walking. Curses walking. You can see their bones. You can see no meat, no flesh in them. They're walking pure bones. And he's, okay. When we got to this place, it was on the lockdown. He parked the car outside. He, he told a brother, make sure the car is ready. Say yes, brother. He gave him the key. When we went inside, they were gathering for a Bible study. It was a group of brothers and sisters. And I looked at them. I, I could identify most all of them, that I knew them from before. But okay, I thought they were going to open a Bible to begin the Bible study, and that's exactly what they were planning to do. But in this time, all the Bible had been burned around the earth. And all they had were Bible pages. And the guy went into the wall, broke a part of the wall in the building where they had his page, introduced his head and pulled out the page of the Bible. And he opened the page of the Bible, and he began to read the page. And I'm looking at all of them, and I'm looking at him. Look how many Bible we have today. Look how many pages our Bible has, how many books. And how many people today are willing to read the Bible? Not many. And these people in the Great Tribulation, as he was reading the Bible, they were worshiping God and thanking God. And the worst time ever, there was not a single supermarket open, not a single place that they can go and buy food, my brothers and sisters. The worst time in history, the day, what we call daylight, it was darkness. It was basically in the middle of the day. It was early before noon. And it was almost pitch black outside. As the Bible says in the book of Joel, the sun turns into darkness and the moon into blood. That's exactly what I'm living there. What these people are living there, but I'm there now, and I'm experiencing what they are experiencing. But they will be in thankful to God for having a page of the Bible. I believe the page was out of the book of John. I believe it was John 11 or John 10, either one. John 11. And they were reading this because it was the writing of Jesus. And they were so happy for it that they, they had the word of God. My brother insisted. A few chapters of the, book, the word of God, and they gave them the most joy. My brother insisted. Imagine if they had the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. That they didn't have. But at least they have one page. And they were happy with one page. Yes, it was bad up there. But as long as we can trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. My brother and sister. 
the Lord will make it possible for us, for them. And that's what the Lord did. In the middle of the wars, the Antichrist has been in power. The, the world, United States and Russia and China have nuked themselves. I've seen places of the nuke. Some nuke dropped in New Jersey, in New York. And you can see the, the metal bar of the building sticking out. Because a nuclear weapon had hit the land, had made this big hole in the land, my brother and sister, crater on the ground. And there were, there were large buildings. The bottom of the building, some of the pieces of bar, metal bars are sticking out. Those are the pictures in the Great Tribulation. My brother and sister, since I have memory of those places, I can remember what building were before. And now when I was there, no no building standing. Upstate New York is completely wiped out. Downstown New York, Manhattan, the tsunami, the eastern tsunami, had covered that place with over 100 feet of water. The water had gone into the building where there was the stock joint, all these market nonsense and foolishness. And the sea has filled all that, and it has become a, a, a home for sharks and whales and whatever, marvelous sisters. And then all that nuclear weapon and all of that had destroyed New York. And there's not a single politician anymore. No one had a television anymore. There was no Internet anywhere anymore. New York was scarier than any other place on the earth. Desolated. Building burned. Building looked blocks and, and damaged completely. The pieces of building that are standing. When the nuclear blast went for miles, destroyed buildings. If anything is left, it's like pieces of building standing, pieces of steel standing. It looked like the steel got melted with the nuclear bombs. And that's where I'm walking in. I have walked upstate New York in the Great Tribulation. I have walked across the country in the Great Tribulation. And it's desolated. Bible insisted. Desolated everywhere. Very few humans still alive. I have walked an entire city abounding in damage. City that right now are beautiful with millions of people. Those millions are gone, my brother insisted. The nuclear radiation that hit them, it got them by surprise. They trusted the Antichrist to get there by seeing the RFID. And they thought they would have a new life, a new system. The Antichrist, the devil, lied to them, deceived them. And they took their by seeing, and they took the RFID in the right hand. But the Antichrist forget to tell them, that it was all a lie, and that the nuclear weapon will come in this way and go in this way, that way, and level their city. They got vaccinated. They got the RFID thinking that they were going to begin a new world as the Antichrist promised them right now. But the new world he promised them was a lie. Every single major city are destroyed. My brother insisted. And it's unrecognizable. Tsunami 
have begun to hit the United States, large and small, some tsunami waves are going to come through over a thousand feet away, five hundred feet away. At one time, I was in the Great Tribulation. I saw I was in New Jersey, where I grew up. I grew up in Union City, New Jersey. For some that are familiar, my brother insisted. I went there to Emerson High School in Union City, New Jersey. When I came from the island, I went to grammar school and high school there, my brother insisted. A 500 feet way, I remember, was coming into New Jersey. I could see people in cars running up the mountain, some running on their feet. My brother insisted. I could see the way of water destroying homes, houses. And I was thinking, will these people escape this way? Because some people got on the car and they were driving over 80, 100 miles an hour. And of course, there were other people on the way. They were driving through, running them over, whatever they could, nonstop. And I thought it was so cruel. No one stopped for anybody anymore. Every man on his, on his own. I'm looking at this way, and I'm thinking that some of them will escape. But the Lord wanted me to look on top of the way. When I look on top of the way, Jesus was on top of the way standing. I said, Lord, Jesus spoke to me and said, well, will they be able to escape this? He says to me, his judgments are true. Amen. He said through Isaiah in Jeremiah that he will destroy the earth and all the wicked in it. And the day of vengeance of the Lord. Even one of the prophets said, those that wait for the, for the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord comes with darkness and with judgment. My brother and sister. God is going to destroy this earth. He's going to destroy the wicked. And he's going to go into destroy the earth. He doesn't have this earth for us anymore. In another galaxy, he created a new earth and a new heaven, as he promised. And he says to us through Isaiah that the old things have passed away. He says that he's making everything new. My brother insisted. He explained it this way. In the wedding of in the wedding of Canaan, hallelujah, he has, he gave them at the end the best wine. When they ran out of wine, Jesus came and Mary told the servants, Do whatever he says. And Jesus went and did the miracle. He dubbed, he had them put all all the, all the water they can put together in vessels. And Jesus prayed over the water and turned the water into the best wine. My brother insisted. As the water tester came, said, that usually on the wedding, they give you the best wine first. And at the end, they give you the cheapest wine, the worst wine. But in this wedding in Canaan, God did it the other way around, opposite. 
but God did it right because God always does everything right. Man always does everything wrong. See, man gives you the best at first, our parents. The Antichrist is giving people CBDC now, central bank digital dollar. And it sounds so good that hundreds of companies and hundreds of people are going into the digital dollar, digital currency, almost in every country. The appearance of what the Antichrist is doing, oh, it sounds the best, as people think. But they don't see what his plan and agenda is. So Jesus says, God went and made the miracle through Jesus. And at the end of the wedding, he gave them the best wine as the wine tester. But he says that you don't put new wine in an old vessel. Because when the wine ferments itself, it will break the vessel. What does he mean by that? You don't give an old believer who has not received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior the Holy Spirit. This person must confess the Lord, must confess his sin, must receive the Lord Jesus first as the Lord and Savior and be born again through the water, through the Spirit. And then God can pour his spirit into that person's life because it's born again. That's what he meant by putting a new wine in a new vessel. person that has confessed the Lord, become a new creature in Christ, and then God can put the Holy Spirit. But a lot of churches today say, come and we'll pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And you see this pastor in the pulpit calling people to the front to receive the Holy Spirit. But they don't have to confess Jesus. Receive him as the Lord and Savior. Be born again from the Spirit of God in order to receive the Holy Spirit. My brother and sister, they always do it opposite to God. My brother and sister, you must be born again to receive the new oil, the Holy Spirit. And then... My brother insisted, what does that mean? That the Holy Spirit at the end, God said, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. My brother insisted. It began in Pentecost, but that was not the end. There's an end time harvest that God's going to bring unto himself. My brother insisted. But the greater move of God that we are going to experience will be in the millennium, my brother insisted. The greatest move of God will be on the new earth and the new heaven that he promised he will give us. My brother insisted. I've seen that there. I've been there. I've seen the move of God in the new earth. It is something that this church has not experienced yet. In the new earth, God's going to put his spirit upon of flesh, because they will all be new creatures. Their vessel will be new for the new wine, the new spirit he's given us, the new pouring of his spirit upon the flesh. My brother and sister, he's not going to put his spirit over the wicked, as people say. It has to be under the new believer that has confessed the Lord. The wicked in the three days of darkness are going to be removed. 
My brother and sister, before God does anything on this earth, that many say, oh, revival starting here or there. Listen, revival will start when God removes the wicked who are refusing to repent, the blasphemer and the markers of God in his word and what Jesus did on the cross. God will have to remove them first, my brother and sister. And when he does remove them and leave the people that will be willing to receive what he has, then, hallelujah, that will confess the Lord, then he will pour his spirit on them. My brother and sister, get them ready. Hallelujah. Jesus brought the new wine that the tester of the wine had never tested. He had never tasted a wine that the wine Jesus gave him. Because that is the plan of God. Things that I have not seen, that ears have not heard, are the things that God prepared for them that love him. My brother and sister, we are in the last days. He is about to come. He is about to do things that people cannot even imagine. Hallelujah. Of course, they're going to be done in God's timing. God's timing is perfect. The Lord have assured us in the months to pass that in the days to come, my brother and sister, judgment is coming. And that this world, you, you and I know, is about to change. Like people cannot imagine. My brother and sister, he is about to change everything. Thank you, Lord. John 4, 4, John 4, 17. Here's how, how love has been brought to maturity with us. As Messiah is, are we in the world. This gives us confidence for the day of judgment. Because there's a day of judgment coming. John is playing it this way. My brother insisted. What's going to give us confidence in the days of judgment? Because they're coming. It's unavoidable. They're heading this way like people cannot imagine. Someone said they heard the angel in heaven. The other day, God given them order for the judgment that is coming on the earth. And he called them, and he says to them, Stem, my servants, stand before me. And God began to give them order. Here, I want you to bring judgment here, in this country, in that country, in this land, in that land. God was speaking to them, and they were bowing their head to him, to the Almighty, ready to bring his judgment in his timing. He says, hear how, hallelujah, love has been brought to maturity with us. See, there is a growing in love that you and I must do. As the Messiah is, so are we in the world. They give us confidence for the day of judgment. The book of John says, verse 16, and there is no fear in love. Are you listening? There's no fear in love. On the contrary. So when we talk about judgment, because see, we need to have confidence in the days of judgment that are coming. John says, my brother insisted. So when we talk about judgment, we cannot fear unless we are not right with God. My brother insisted. And there's no fear in love, verse 18, 
On the contrary, love that has achieved goal gets rid of fear. How does fear comes out of us by us being filled with his love? My brother insisted, ask God, ask the Lord to fill you every day in prayer, every day, every single day. Please take this. This is serious and important. Ask the Lord to fill your heart, your life, with his peace, his shalom. And also ask the Lord to fill your heart with God loves. My brother and sister, and watch what happens. There's no fear in love. On the contrary, love that achieves goal, get rid of fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. You see, when people are afraid, it's because inside of them, they know they're not right with God. And if you feel this way, you need to repent this fear. And ask the Lord to give you his shalom, because he gives it to you not like the world gives it. John 16, you can read about it. He gives you his peace, not like the world gives it. And when God fills your heart with his love, it removes fear from you. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Praise your God. There's no fear on the country. Love that I achieve is go. Get our fear because fear has to do with judgment. The person who keeps fearing has not been brought to maturity in regard to love. Amen. Verse 19. We ourselves love now because he loved us first. So the reason why we need to practice love, and remember how we practice love? By praying for one another. That's one way. That's one of the most powerful ways we can practice love. Okay? So remember that your prayer list for your brothers and sisters has to be there daily. That's how you practice love for God. Okay, I'll, we ourselves love now because he loved us first. Anyone say, I love God and hate his brother. Now you have to check yourself for hate. Hatred. Who do you hate? Especially your brother or your sister. You cannot hate them. My brother and sister. Cannot. The Lord have impressed that in me. You cannot have anything against your brother and sister. If you do, you have to repent immediately. Not of God. Because we, we are in the love business. My brother and sister. Anyone say that I love God. And hey, his brother, excuse me. He is a liar. My brother and sister. And we know who's the father of all lies, the devil. So he said, we don't want to be a liar because we're not sons of the devil. We are sons of God. So love has to be our foundation. That we look forward to every day. My brother insisted. He that hates his brother is a liar. For if a person does not love his brother. Whom he has seen. Then he cannot love God. Who he has not seen. Yes. And this is the command. That we have from him. Whosoever loves God. Might love his brother too. Oh thank you father. For our brothers and sisters. So we must love one another. God doesn't say it is easy, but it's the practice of loving one another that we practice every day. And the best action that we need to do is pray for one another. See, it's not just for words. I cannot say here, oh, I love you. 
just that and not pray for you. No. I can say that I love you, my brother. I love you, my sister. But that love has to go with prayer afterward. I must pray for you, my brother and sister. Because then what I'm saying, what I'm confessing is true. But if I tell you I love you, and then I don't pray for you, okay? Notice how I focus on prayer and not give you clothing, money, food. Because this is the thing people have been doing for years in the world, giving people money, love, and food, and still full of hate, my brother and sister. Still full of hate with all those things. How can organization give millions of dollars every year to the poor, clothing, food, and all that, and still not been able to lead one to Christ? Still not been able to practice love with one another? You see, we've been going around this wrong for years. And I don't say, the Bible doesn't say not to help one another. No. If you see someone in need, help them. Someone need clothing, help them. Full clothing. My brother and sister. But the most important thing has to be the spiritual things. When you pray for someone, for God to help them, you're bringing, hallelujah. Thank you for that, brother. Money full give us temporary happiness. Prayer gives us eternal happiness. Oh, thank you. Brother Strata, you see, my brother and sister, how God will let us see how things are supposed to be? See, that came from the Spirit of God. That came from God. Moneyful gave us temporary happiness. Prayer gave us eternal happiness. And so with God is about eternity because that's where we're heading. We're not heading to temporary nothing. We're heading to an eternal place, my brother and sister. So we should be walking Excuse me, working on the internal, external, or eternal, I'm sorry, it's the word, eternal. But the internal of us needs to be healed, (coughs) healing in God. We need to be seeking healing in God. Whatever in us needs to be healed, we need to pray for it. And that's God to heal us. Are you having problems forgiving people? Ask the Lord to help you to forgive. Same thing, ask you, God, Lord, help me to be holy. Help me to be righteous. Help me to keep your commandment. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Lord, I rebuke any attack of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Heal me, Lord. Praise to God. When the enemy gets angry about something that we're talking about, it's because he knows it's effective and it's bringing people into repentance. Thank you, Lord. My brother and sister, praise to God. Praise to Jesus. I believe with the many verses I have, we'll have to continue this. But it's very important that we understand how to discern the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We'll continue. There are many more verses that talk about these things. My brother and sister, amen. Whatever you're finding a hard time doing, Ask Jesus, make that your priority in your relationship with him, and ask Jesus to help you to do these things in his name, and he'll make it possible. Shalom. About 3,000 years or more, and it's not going to change. It is the way God said through this prophet that it's going, things are going to be, they are going to be this way, my brother. And you can pray all day and night. For this not to happen this way, 
But the only thing that God is asking you and I to do is to pray for our loved ones, our family, even our enemy. But pray, repent that we will be worthy, we found worthy to escape, Jesus said. My brother insisted. So we need to get right with God through Christ in order for us to escape the fire. As Jesus went into the fire with the three Jewish young men in the times of Daniel in Babylon, an indication that at this time the king of Babylon was king of Nebuchadnezzar. But as I read Jeremiah, there are two things that God makes in the specific about Babylon. Yes, the king of Babylon was not king of Nebuchadnezzar, but the army of Babylon was the Chaldeans, the Russians we know today. My brother understood. And it's, God makes it so specific because God has used the Shabbian so many times to punish the nation. And at the end of days, God will use the Shabbian again to punish the nation. My brother and sister, there's nothing new under the sun. My brother and sister, hallelujah. The day that is coming will burn them up completely, says the prophet Malachi. Saith the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the army. And it won't leave a single root or branch. That means none of these people are going to the millennium kingdom of Jesus Christ. Right now, God's giving humanity the opportunity to repent. For people to get right with God through Christ. Because Jesus is going to start a thousand-year reign, my brother and sister. And these people, these wicked ones, who are not repenting, who are refusing to repent, these arrogant that are walking in the pride, lest they repent, they will never get to see the new earth. My brother and sisters, God wants to bring us to the new earth. God wants us to escape his judgment. But we need to repent, hallelujah, and stand right with God, which is called righteousness in the Bible. My brother and sisters, and this can only happen through Christ. Shalom, Sustona. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of Malachi 4. The sons of righteousness, this is Jesus Christ, my brother insisted. The prophet Malachi said that Jesus will rise with healing in his wind. Hallelujah. For your people who fear my name, my brother insisted who are under the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the wisdom that talks about in Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. My brother insisted. The son of righteousness will rise. Jesus Christ is going to rise. Him is the one that God has appointed. The, 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 the church of the book of God preached to the people to be the judge of the living and the dead. My brother insisted, he's going to judge everyone that is on this earth. Him is the one that God have appointed. My brother insisted, the son of righteousness will rise for healing in his wind because he is the great eagle, remember. My brother insisted, he's going to rise for healing in his wind for your people who fear his, my name. Hallelujah. It's an indication that there will be people that will need healing. 
and God knows this very well, that there will be people waiting for the coming of Jesus who are still sick or will be getting sick that will need healing, and he will heal them. He is coming with healing, my brother, my sisters. Praise God for Jesus. You will go out and leap like hell, let out of the store. You will trample on the wicked people. Hallelujah. Look like look how now he empowers them. What is the prophet Malachi talking about here? How can these people, these servants of God, the church of Jesus Christ, do these things? Because he's saying that when Jesus comes, the church will go out and leap like hell out of the store. So somewhere we are with Christ. We're in with Christ, but we are going to be let out. That means we're going to get a glorified body, my brothers and sisters. And what's going to happen when the church of Christ, the army of Jesus Christ, the soldiers of Jesus, as Paul says to Timothy, hallelujah, you will trample on the wicked people. Because on the day I will act, it is God through us. It is Jesus in us, the hope of glory. My brother and sisters, God said, you will trample on wicked people because on that day I, on that day I act, and they will be as ashes under the sole of your feet. My brother and sisters, this is the word of God. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Sayeth the Lord, the host of the army, the Lord of hosts. My brother and sister, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is giving you and I a mighty promise here. Shalom, Rosh, already. That on the day Jesus returns, on the day Jesus comes back and turns our body into a glorious body, change us. We're going to come out of the, out of the store, hallelujah, like calf out of the store, and you will trample on the wicked people. Because of that day, I, Jesus and not the hope of glory, remember, act. It is God through us. With God, Jesus told his disciple, all things are possible. My brother and sister, and they will be ashes under the sole of your feet, saith the Lord, our host, the Lord, the Lord of the army. My brother, this is the mighty promise of God to his church, to his people, to his elect, to his selective one. In the last days, you want to know what's going to happen in the last days? My brother and sister, this is what's going to happen in the last days. This is the plan of God for you and I. This is the plan of God for the world. The world is going to burn. Nuclear weapon is that furnace coming on the earth. There's no escape for the wicked. There is no peace for the wicked, the Bible says. And this is what God said He's going to do to the wicked in the last days through the prophet Malachi, which he confirmed through Daniel, the apostle Peter, and, the, and John the Revelator. My brother and sister in the book of Revelation. Certainly the day is coming where I where it will burn like a furnace, and all the arrogant people and all the evil doers will be like a straw, and the day that is coming will burn them up completely, says the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the army, and won't leave a single root out of the branch. I hope the nation will repent. I, will, I hope people will get on their knees and cry out to God. Because fire is coming. Meteors 
are coming. Shalom, Sister Renee. Meteors are coming. Nuclear weapons are coming. Someone sent me a link on my Facebook this week, a couple of days ago, how Russia unleashed nuclear submarine around the world. And so has China, Babylon, Sister, and Iran. Hallelujah. With the support of India and Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Marble insisted. Someone said, send me this. I said, they show the photo, I believe it was a video, of this submarine as Russia's unleashing this submarine full of nuclear weapons around the world, positioning them. Marble insisted in a strategic place to take out nations that have been standing against them. My brother, my sister, God help the nations. God have mercy on the nations. Nuclear war, my brother and sister, is the wicked language going on back and forward today. Hallelujah. And it was not like in the 50s and 60s where they, 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 they were teaching people here in the United States that if nuclear weapon was coming from, from Russia here to get under your desk, get under your table, hide, and all this. There's so much video online about all this. No more. The nuclear weapon they have in the last day are so destructive that one of them can go about a hundred, a hundred feet on the earth, properly insisted, and go a hundred mile wide, a pure fire, distracting force, properly insisted, nothing to be in play with, but this is what the nation are playing with. My brother and sister, it's so sad that the leaders are so careless. But God told us that through the prophet Malachi, that in the arrogant, this evil doer will be acting this way, so arrogant. My brother and sister, and that the fire will be like a furnace that will come and consume them when there will be nothing left of them on the earth. No leftover, no seed. My brother and sister will be left because they think that they're going to hide in the bunkers and wait until the, the, the air dissipates from all the nuclear contamination and all that. It, it, even major banks like Bank of America buying water and storage and water, which they believe will be worth more than gold. And... They're, they're, they're preparing themselves for years to come, my brother and sister, to live. But without life on the earth, without God's help, there is no help because the Lord is a helper, my brother and sister. And they are thinking of wrong. But God says, is their arrogant, their pride. God said, all arrogant people and evildoer will be like a straw. They're going to burn. Straw, my brother and sister, is to be burned. Grass. They're like grass. They're going to burn. My brother and sister with their own weapon. They're so blind that they don't see the fire coming. But on the day God said that he will act, those that fear his name, hallelujah, my brother and sister, they don't, we don't need to worry about because we like 
cow laid out of the store, you will trample on the wicked people, because of the day I act, they will be ashes under the sole of your feet, saith the Lord of hosts. My brother and sister, God is so good. He is so awesome that he knows what these people are planning. My brother and sister, but just to remind you of what Isaiah said, and I said 1319, God said Babylon, the jewel of the kingdoms. Today, the Babylonian system is, is what's going on around the world. The, the Babylonian system is the Antichrist system, the system of the beast, the system that gave us COVID-19 by seeing, my brother and sister, in the RFID in the right hand. Doctor have fully recommended that the vaccine be injected in the right hand, the RFID be injected in the right hand. And Father did confirm to me a couple of weeks ago that the RFID will be the mark that the bees will use, and it will be injected. Father gave me a close look when the Great Tribulation began. The church was not on the earth anymore. God had taken the children and his people home. The revival has finished, and the Antichrist, Father, has loosed on the earth. And he began with his army. I saw the U.S. Army following his order. As he went around the land on those that were still alive, commanding them to be vaccinated with the RFID in the right hand or on the forehead. And I saw when this commander-in-chief, Bible insisted, commanded the army under martial law. There was no constitution anymore. To grab the people and force them to take the mark of Revelation 13, 16, where he makes all, big and small, rich and poor, to take a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And I saw a woman who was saying no. And two soldiers were holding her, one on the right hand and one on the left. And another soldier, a woman, was in front of her. And I saw when the soldier smacked her so hard with her right hand. My brother and sister, that she was bleeding out of her mouth. And I saw when she punched her in the belly and said to the woman, are you going to take, are you going to take this ship? The mark. And the woman, in the moment right there, she said, yes. I saw when the medical doctor, which is one of the, it was one of the army one, went on the right hand and injected the ship, the RFID, which God, at the very moment she had the, the needle right there, I saw God gave me a close look that it was the RFID that Obama released. In 2013, my brother and sister, with the Obamacare, the Obama that don't care, but the devil wants to pretend that he cares, my brother and sister. And right there, giving me a close look, Father gave me a close look. As when, I, when I asked Jesus, I remember we were talking about the COVID-19 by seeing, and the Lord brought me before him in the spirit. Jesus was Standing in front of me, I feel feel away. When I said, Lord, because I had asked Jesus, would you please confirm to me 
if this ship, this, this by sea, have anything to do with the mark of the beast, I have to the Lord, I don't want to deceive your people. I don't want to mislead your people. I don't want to say anything that is not of you, Lord. I need you, Lord, to please confirm to me in prayer. And pray and pray day after day and wait on the Lord to please reveal to me if the COVID-19 by seeing was the mark of the beast. And Jesus standing in front of me in the spirit in the day of the Lord. I asked him and I said, Lord, is the COVID-19 by seeing the mark of the beast? And Jesus says to me, it is the same. It is the same. Bible sisters. Thank you, Lord, for that answer. Hallelujah. Back in 2013, as year before, I've been preaching about the RFID, the mark of the beast. I was also seeking the Lord for confirmation and revelation about the RFID. And the Lord has taken me when Obama was in the White House and shown me who he was in different occasions already. And confirmed to me that he was the leader that was to come. And then there will be the release when President Clinton went to an office and said, this is the man we were waiting for. Uh, Joy Bush, even senior, said that he was the one they were waiting for. Joy Bush Jr. also said in an interview in New York that Obama was the one they were waiting for. All these leaders confirm on video online and YouTube that Obama was the one that they've been waiting for. My brother insisted, and now that he has taken office. But forget about what they say. It's what God has to say. But I believe a lot of these things are confirmation to what God is saying. My brother insisted. So I went to the Lord about it, and I remember the Lord has spoken with Sister Chu Thomas, as the Lord visited her to her many prayer, as she prayed four hours every day with the Lord, the Lord visited her and ministered to her. And I remember talking with her on the phone a few times. But the Lord says to her, my daughter, before the Lord brought her home, tell my people that Obama is the Antichrist and that the RFID is the mark of the beast. Back in 2013, I believe it was. Sister Chu came online, put out the audio of the video. I went to the Lord in prayer when I heard it. I had a strong confirmation in my spirit that I was thinking, I don't want to go by emotion, not my emotion. And I know the Lord will confirm this. And I went to the Lord in prayer. And I said, Lord, is the RFID the mark of the beast? And yes, he says to me, very loud, very clear, my brother, my sister, Again, I'm not going by emotion or none of this. I have waited. I have prayed. I have fasted. My brother and sister, shalom, sister. And the Lord, waiting on the Lord, and the Lord has been the one who has revealed this and confirmed this. And then to other people also of the Lord who went to the Lord about these matters that are very important. And the Lord also confirmed it to them, my brother and sister. I have said to people back in 2012 when we began this program, you don't need to take my word. Go to the Lord 
and ask the Lord to confirm to you if it is or not. Hundreds of people went to the Lord. Hundreds of people from different states and different countries went to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to them and said, yes, it is my word. It is my confirmation. Marvel and my sister. Thank you, Lord. But I needed to hear from them to tell me it is because the Lord already has said it. And what God says, it is. Not what we say, it's what God says. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. All glory be to the Lord. But thank God for accountability among the brethren. Amen. So God said through Isaiah thirteen nineteen, Babylon is the jewel of the kingdom. And that is today the same. You know that today Babylon is the jewel of the kingdom? My brother and sister, today everything that is being done in the world, in the United States and the world, it's in relation to Babylon. Babylon is still the jewel of the kingdom. My brother and sister, this word is so, it's just thousands of years old. Hallelujah. The proud beauty of the Chaldeans. Hallelujah. And it will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them. Huh. Notice that God is very specific about Babylon. Very specific about the Chaldeans. My brother and sister, but God's going to destroy the system of Babylon, and God is also going to destroy the Chaldeans nation that there is today. And the Chaldeans have become very powerful because Russia is not alone. China has joined them, and other nations are joining them. My brother and sister, just like in the time past, they're back again. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Isaiah 23, 13 says, Behold, the lands of the Chaldean, the people that was not. Hallelujah. How did you raise a nation that was not? The Lord has said he can raise a nation in a day, my brothers and sisters. He can raise a nation in an hour and also destroy it in a day, my brothers and sisters. This is a nation that was not. This is a nation that is, maybe if you go back to the times of Noah, you will not find them. The only time these people are registered in the Bible, in Genesis, is where Abraham was. My brother and sister, Abraham was in the land of the Chaldeans. My brother and sister, and God told Abraham to leave that land. Abraham was in the north, where they call today Russia. And the Bible says, that his father Haran died before his father Terah in the land of the nativity of Urth of the Chaldeans. Terah took, his, took Abraham his son, Lot of Sama Haran, and his son, son, Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abraham's wife. They went forward with them out of Urth of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. They came unto Haran and dwelled there. God what is called today the land of Israel, is the land that God had for the children of Israel. Abraham being the father of faith, God had a plan in Canaan for, for Abraham. And so he had to get him from Russia and lead him to this land, my brother and my sister. Genesis fifteen seven saying, He said unto him, I am the Lord who brought thee out out of earth of the Chaldeans, 
to give you this land to inherit. My brother and sister, he was in Russia, and God wanted to get him out of Russia. But there is a prophecy that through the prophet Jeremiah and Ezekiel that God was going to take his people from the end of the world and bring them back to his promised land. You know that what millions of Jewish in Russia, my brother and sister, so he has to bring them out of those countries, like in Winds of Eagle, back to the land of Israel. Because he had told Abraham in the beginning to get out of there. Now he also, in the last days, had told the Jewish people, the descendants, to get out of there also and to head out to Israel. My brother and sister, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just like a repetition. Hallelujah. But look what God says in Isaiah 43, 14. Thou sayest the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake. First of all, let, let, hold on here. The Redeemer. God is the only one that redeems Israel. God is the only one that redeems people. My brother and sister, when nation rises against its people, God is not worried or concerned because Messiah will rise to protect his children. Hallelujah. So the Lord says, the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake, I have sent to Babylon, I have brought down all their noble and the Chaldean who cry in the ships. God here is already talking about Russia submarine, my brothers and sisters, that their confidence is in the submarine, my brothers and sisters. And God said that when he would act, when the Redeemer would fight, he'd go into for your sake, I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their noble. Revelation 19. This is what he's talking about here. What the prophet Isaiah is prophesying here is Revelation 19. My brother and sister, this is the last of the last going on here. My brother and sister, the first that God is going to destroy are the nobles of Babylon, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The nobles of Babylon. The Bible said in Revelation 19, 11, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and righteousness. He does judge and make war, make fight. Fight. He fights. He fights. He's coming to fight. My brother and sister, he's coming on his white horse. He's not coming alone. Let me tell you, he's coming with you and I. He's coming with his people. My brother and sister, he's going to power. And the day I act, he said through Isaiah, hallelujah, you are going to step on your enemy. My brother and sister, you will have a glorified body in order to do that, to fight your enemy. But the one coming on the white horse ahead of us is the Lord. His eye was a flame of fire. Doesn't say the prophet Malachi that when he comes it will be like a furnace. Well, here it is. Here's the flame. The flame of fire. His eyes are a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. My brother insisted. 
and he was clothed with a vesture deep in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And the armies that, that were in heaven, which were in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, follow him upon the horses. Thank you, Lord. There you go. There we come with the Lord and the horses. My brother and my sister, to this final battle, to the end of days, to finish, because Benjamin mind says the Lord. So this is what God, God said through Isaiah 43, 14. Say the Lord, your Redeemer. This is the day when he comes to fight. This is the day when he comes to redeem his people. My brother and sister. And the Redeemer is coming on his white horse. Fire is coming out of his eyes. The holy one of Israel. For your sake, I have sent Babylon. I sent to Babylon. I have brought down their noble. You're going to see how he's going to cut them to pieces and feed them to the birds. All the nobles of Babylon. All those that think that they're so great. He's going to cut them to pieces and feed them to the birds. My brother and sisters. Hallelujah. And finally, he has a nation to deal with. Or more than one nation because they are joined now. The Chaldeans. Who Christ is in the ship. My brother and sisters. The cry is how great their submarines are. My brother and sister, they can show videos and photos and cry it to the nation, report it to the nation. Because every new coming out on television is a cry of them saying, look how powerful we are. Look how mighty are our submarines. My brother and sister, of the, the ship, the submarine. Can you believe this is in the Bible? And I say, my brother and sister, about the Sharian and the ships. Hallelujah. This word is about over 3,000 years ago. And God knew that the Shaldean will have powerful ships, powerful submarines, my brother and sister, carriers. And all that. And their pride, their cry is, look how powerful we are. My brother and sisters, this is not a cry of shame or fear. This is a cry of pride. And then, my brother and sister, so sad. Hallelujah. But this is what God says in Isaiah 47, 1. Come down and set in the dust, O virgin of the daughter of Avalon. Set on the ground, there is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans. I was shocked when I was reading this earlier. Avalon is the daughters of the Chaldeans, my brother and sister. So that means that the leaders of Babylon are also walking with the Chaldeans. That what these nations are pretending today, that they're against one another, is a lie. It's a deceit. God is saying that the war in Ukraine is a distraction to distract the people so they can introduce the mark of the beast. My brother, my sister. Everything you hear on the news about this daughter of the Chaldeans is so to distract you while they prepare the mark of the beast, while people are distracted with all the lies on television. So then, when the great tribulation began, they can force everyone, great and small, rich and poor, to take a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. When I saw the army, when Father showed me the army, 
They were grabbing people by the left hand and right hand and smacking them, punching them to take this march. It was not what I heard for so many years coming out of the churches, coming out of TVN. Bible insisted. They start in all these Christian channels. It's not what I heard them saying, that the mark will be voluntarily, that they cannot force you to take the mark. I heard these pastors and preachers saying for so many years. So, you know, you start thinking about it. Well, they might be right. How, how can they force you to take something you don't want to take? You know, I think they're right. You know, I, you know let every man be a liar. And God be truthful, my brother insisted. If we want to know the truth, we need to pray, ask the Lord, and go to his word. And he will show us. Revelation thirteen sixteen, out of the complete Jewish Bible. He also forces everyone. Wait a minute. But I heard pastor so-and-so say that it's voluntary, that they cannot force me. They, they cannot make me take anything. That the Antichrist and his people cannot force me. That cannot make me take this mark. Lies, lies, lies to us. Bible insisted. When you compare what they say with the word of God now, you immediately realize that we've been lied to. And it's our fault. It's not their fault. It's our fault. Because the question is, do you have a Bible in, in your house? Do you have a Bible in your house? Do you have a Bible with you? Do you read your Bible every day? Do you study God's Word every day? Do you? Or do you just listen to the preaching of the message on television? And that's how you get up and that's how you go to sleep. Every day you don't think you need to read your Bible. Because you think those preachers are so honest that they're telling you the truth. My brother and my sister, God help us. God help us. Let every man be a liar and God be truthful in the last days. Again, Revelation thirteen sixteen. He also forces. You know that the only one that can force, that can send the force under martial law is the commander-in-chief. Do you know that? My brother and sister, that under martial law, only the president can order the army to go and keep everything under control, keep the people under control. My brother and sister, again, he also forces everyone, great and small. That means people in Congress, people in the Supreme Court. Those are the ones that are great, supposedly, in the nation. Mayors, governors. He forces them to take this mark in the right hand. My brother insisted. What are considered small? People on warfare. People on full stamp. The homeless community. They are the ones considered small. Are they going to escape, Brother Elvin? Well, let's read. He also forces everyone, great every people in office, and small, homeless people. Huh? But that's not what my pastor said on television. Forget about what men say. 
Bible and sisters, we are in the word of God. We are in the truth. We're reading from the true word of God now. This is the truth, Bible and sisters, that will set us free from the lies. He also forces everyone. So remember that when you want to call someone a full prophet, before you do, go into the word of God. Read what the word of God has to say, my brothers and sisters. First, because Jesus said, by the fruit, you will know them, my brother and sister. This is not to argue. This is not to point finger to anyone. This is to know the truth that will set us free, my brother and sister. He also forces everyone, great and small, rich, hallelujah. Will the poor people escape? Because they're not in politics, and they're not in the government. They're not doing anything against anyone. They're just out there begging for money. Are they going to escape, Brother Elby? Let's read. Rich and poor. Hallelujah. The poor, Brother Elby, why the poor? Why? Because the Antichrist don't care. He doesn't care. Hallelujah. Well, I can see people that are in prison, you know, the slaves, those that are in prison. I, you know, I can see, you know, being in the system, they're being, they're being supported by the, the, by the system. I, I can see them being mandated to have the vaccine. I understand that. But not the people that are, that are doing right, that are keeping the law. They are being good citizens, Brother Ali. Not them, Brother Ali. Well, let's read. Free. You mean the people that are not breaking the law, that have been good citizens all this year, free, are also going to be forced? Everyone. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Free and slave to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. My brother and sister, no one is going to escape. It doesn't matter what religion people are, whether Jehovah Witness, Catholic, Muslim. It doesn't matter what their belief is. As long as they're in the United States or in this world, and the market that be goes out, the mandate, everyone will have to be, my brother and sister, vaccinated, RFID ship. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you heard about the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. I'm listening to this, this woman on YouTube who a month ago started talking about the CBDC. In her opinion, she believed that the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, was going to take years or months for this to start taking effect and all this. Well, she found out this week that what she thought a month ago about the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Dollar, had already started in 140 countries. President Biden introduced the CBDC as a bill back in 2020 when he took her office, my brother and sister. By the time he was sworn into office, the CBDC has been approved in the United States, and he has promoted this worldwide. Now, he reminded in 2021, before 2022, by the end of 2021, the central banks, that this has been approved, has been introduced as a bill, and that they have to begin in 2023 the digital currency. 
It was tested in 2021, but it has started in 2023, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Two years after it been introduced as a bill, the central bank in California and the central bank in New York have begun the CBDC, pushing it to other banks like TD Bank, Citizen Bank, and many other banks are moving on the CBDC right now, my brother and sister. Bank of America put in a, a report a few weeks ago that they're gladly are going to bring the CBDC into their system, my brother and sister. That, of course, they're going to help their customer with the CBDC. So now it's being moved through central bank in the United States to other bigger banks. I have not heard them being pushed to credit union yet, but we know eventually it's been said that by June, July of 2023, it will practically be in every single bank. Now, I want you to do your homework. You don't have to believe the report. Do your homework. What are the requirements of CBDC, Central Bank Digital Dollar? What are the requirements of the digital currency? My brother insisted, fully vaccinated COVID-19 by seeing with those numbers, I believe the 13 numbers, and fully RFID with its own numbers. If you have any money in the bank, you're going to have to bring those numbers to your bank. Your bank will inform you that in order for you to hold your money with them, you're going to have to bring the, th- the 13 number of the COVID-19 vaccine that you've been vaccinated, the car, and then the other car for the RFID, my brother and sister. When the social security system was introduced in the United States, God said to his, to his prophet or through his prophet that this was the beginning of the Babylonian system in the world, in this nation. And that was many, many years ago. My brother insisted. Those social security numbers that you and I are required to have in the United States were the beginning of the Babylonian system. My brother insisted. The fully vaccinated one numbers and the RFID number require for anyone to have the digital dollar in the banks. You can go to the government site and, and study it. Look this up. It's the requirement for the digital currency that have already began this year. This is why I believe God is, has shown us in the saying to his prophet, prepare my children to come home. Don't you see what's happening already? Many are sleeping. Many are in a slumber right now, deep sleep, not even thinking that this is happening when it already has started. My brother and sister, two years ago, and now in this 2023, by June, July of this year, this is going to be in almost every single bank and every single credit union. My brother insisted, and when it's fully implemented, not implemented yet, it has been approved as a bill, it's a law now for the bank to have it, but the time that will come, that's, that's after God now, now it's not after the president, it's after God, God is in control. 
Remember, they will have to, my brother and sister, when God allows it, which is very soon, Father, show me. He's going to get his people out of here, though. They're going to implement it, fully implement it. And you cannot have any money. Biden will require in every single prison, in every single country, when this goes in full effect, that everybody turn in their cash. Turn in their cash to be changing to digital dollars. When it's fully implemented, you must have been fully vaccinated and fully RFID in the right hand on the for it. Mark of the beast. My brother insisted. There is no other way. God's word is true. This is coming from the Antichrist Revelation preaching. This is his plan. This is his agenda. Father is going to unleash him in the moment the great tribulation began. My brother and sisters. So those that are thinking that this is going to go for long, that there's still too many years ahead, you need to open your eyes. You need to pray and ask the Lord to show you. Because all this has already begun while people have been sleeping. The Antichrist, who's already at work, the Bible says, has already been moving this to get this done, get this ready. They've already been approved, and now he's been moving it internationally. The word in Ukraine has been a distraction. Biden went to Ukraine a few days ago to push through Zelensky, that he pushes to the Ukrainian people, the CBDC. At the, same t- at the same time, the Russian government have pushed the CBDC also upon their people and is now being implemented in Russia. They already started in Ukraine. My brother and sisters is starting in Europe. They already started in U- the UK. It's already started in Africa. My brother and sisters, the governor of Canada have already agreed it's already started in Canada, for those that are in Canada. This is moving internationally faster than COVID-19, my brother and sister. They are moving this stuff quickly, quickly, before anyone awakens to the reality of where everything is. The word of God is being fulfilled right before our eyes, my brother and sister. It's happening this is why God is calling us to be in repenting, to be seeking him with all of our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, my brother and sister, because soon the Antichrist will take over the world when Father says so, my brother and sister. Please seek the Lord, study his word, read the Bible every day, because so many have been told that they cannot force this on them, and they're going to be shocked and surprised when their own government, who they voted for, whom they elected, is forcing this RFID to be injected into the right hand, my brother and sister, it is terrible what is happening and how quickly this is moving, my brother and sister. Search this on, on YouTube. Search this online and see how far this is. is. 140 countries. It was only a few countries a month ago. Now it's up to 140 countries, my brother and sister. They are moving quickly to get this approved, my brother and sister. 
This is terrible for those that didn't think that this will be coming within years. Isaiah 47, 5, Say thou in silence, Get thee into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called the lady of the kingdom. This is the lady that rides the, red, the dragon, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. God said, hallelujah, that the time will come that she will not be called the lady of the kingdom. Because right now, as we are standing in 2013, she is the lady of the kingdom. It's all about the Babylonian system. Our leaders are worshiping this beast. My brother and sisters are bending their knees to the Babylonian and putting all their money behind it. If they, they're not believing it, they will not be doing so, but they believe it 100%, and this is what they're doing so. But God's going to destroy that system. I said, 48, 14, all ye assemble yourself and hear. Who among them have declared these things? The Lord that loved him. He will do his pleasure on Babylon. His arm should be on the Chaldeans. For those that are seeing so much wickedness and evil with their weapon and their destruction that they're bringing on the earth soon, God said he's going to take care of the Babylonian and the Chaldeans, my brother insisted, for people that have hope. Hallelujah, because he has a last saying in all this. Isaiah 48, 20. Go, go ye for Babylonian, flee ye from the Chaldean, a voice of singing declare ye, Till this utter, even to the end of the earth, say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Because their plan is to go against Israel. After all the nation that is on their way is destroyed. Their ultimate plan, their ultimate agenda is to go against the land of Israel. My brother insisted. They're going to seek to destroy the land of Israel. But the Redeemer of Israel... Is the redeemer of Jacob. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. He's going to redeem Jacob. My brother, my sister. Jeremiah 21, 4. That said, the Lord God of Israel, behold, I will turn back the whip and a word, a bottle that are in your hand. My brother and sister, Iran had just said this week that they are ready to attack Israel. They have fully automatic their warehouses to make weapons 24 hours a day nonstop. Russia has given them a very advanced AI. They have implemented on their, on, on their weaponing system. And now these things can make weapons 24 hours. And now Iran finally has said, we are ready to take on Israel. My brother insisted. This is sad. This is a sad day. This is a sad week, my brother and sister. Because they're going to bring big, big distraction. Millions may lose their life. We need to pray. The prayer of the righteous avails. You may wondering why has God has left us on the earth, the church, for so long? Why are we still here? What is the purpose? The purpose is that the prayer of the church, the prayer of the righteous that are under the blood of Jesus, will avail much, will do much 
will accomplish much. And the church says, hold on a minute. In the name of the Lord, I pray that that will be canceled, that that will be stopped. It will be stopped because God listened to the prayer of the righteous. God listened to the prayer of his people. We are not victims. We are victorious in Christ. Remember, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So says the Lord of hosts of Israel, behold, I will turn back the weapon of word in, in your hand, whereby you fight against the king of Avalon, against the Shabdians, who beseech you outside the wall. I will assemble them into the midst of the city. So Israel is thinking to fight. But God is saying to Israel, hold on, no, no, hold on your weapon, Israel. Hold on your weapon. Remember, God says, Benjamin is mine. This is not Israel's fight. This, this, this fight that people focus so much on is of the Lord, the Bible says. He's going to take vengeance on his enemy. My brother insisted. Jeremiah 21, 9. He that abide in the city shall die by the sword, by the famine, by the pestilence. But he that goes out and falls and fall into the Chaldean who beseech you, he shall live. His life will be unto him as a prey, my brother and sister. So instead of people raising their arm when the Russian invade, God says, that's not the way you want to do it. No, if you want to live, when God took me in the Great Tribulation, Russia and China had invaded the United States. Many Americans who decided not to take weapon and fight, they were they were in prison in FEMA camps, but they were still alive, while other million were killed because they decided to fight. My brothers and sisters, the time is approaching. The nation that God said in his word, Ezekiel 38 and 39, that will be rising China and Russia, are doing so. My brothers and sisters, a pastor, I heard a pastor earlier say, he had a dream from God, and he said that in his dream he saw that Russia has a weapon that we cannot stop. God showed him. It's so advanced that there's nothing the United States has to stop it. He testified, my brother and sister. He also said that China had made a missile, my brother and sister, that can neither be stopped by the U.S., and are, pl- are placing them in position now to use them. They can destroy Europe and the United States, and there's nothing they can do against them. They can try, but the weapons of the, of the NATO and United States are so far behind from Russia and China. While this nation been playing politics, my brother insisted, Russia and China have been advancing 20, 30 years ahead of them in weapons, my brother and sister. Now they will realize in the years to come what a wasting time is. My brother and sister, one president will fund the army, another president will come into office here and will defund them. It's like one will fund the police, another one come into office and defund the police. Trump comes into office, funds the Navy, funds the army, funds the police, my brother and sister, Biden comes into office, defunds the police, 
They found the army and they found the navy. How are they going to get caught up when they're being defunded by their own leader? My brothers and sisters, it has been the way of the wicked for long. They lose sight because you can only have sight by walking with the Lord. He will give you sight to see. Without the Lord, you had no sight. You could not see. My brothers and sisters, even as people criticize Trump, but Trump still read the Bible. Trump still go to Bible study. Trump still thank God for the things that happened. Well, he was in office for four years. He founded the army. He founded the navy. He founded the police. He made this nation strong. Biden comes into office. He defunds the army. He defunds the navy. He defunds the police. My brothers and sisters, they're going against their own people, their own system, their own government. My brother and sister, why our enemy has been funding their own weaponing program, my brother and sister, and funding them and funding them continuously every single year. It's sad, but it's the truth. Jeremiah 24, 5, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of the place into the land of the Shabdians, for their good. Russia and China will invade this country. Many people will be taken captive. And God says it's for their own good. But wait a minute. We are Americans. We've never been captive. For over 300 years, we've been a powerful nation. No one has been able to withstand us. And God said, now these nations will invade. And it will be good if you're taken captive. God said, because of so much sin and evil, and people have been refusing to repent, 65 millions of children in abortion have been killed in America since 1973. My brother insisted, did God overlook all, the, all those lives that have been killed? How can he overlook that when each of